What is up, everyone? I'm Michael Jewell, and welcome back to Theater A Greater Than Film, the show where we watch a movie, very unprofessionally critique that movie, and then try and do some narrative improv to one-up said, in this case, bewitched movie. Believe me, we will fail every single time. Before we get started, allow me to welcome my amazing partners in Yes Anding, the hocus to my pocus, Miss Keisha Mills. Dude, I really wish I had, like, some theme music for that, like, some... What's the what's the song for um Bewitched? Oh it's me, Keisha. I'm what's here. up, what's up, what's up? Uh and of course the queen of virgin shaming, Miss Virginia Gabby. The almighty virgin shamer. <laughs> I'm going at that for Halloween. <laughs> I'm going at that for Halloween. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And today, we're going to go back in time to 1993, when Sarah Jessica Parker was a siren, somehow, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas had the go-to haircut as we're talking about hokey, pokey, hocus, hocus. Oh, my God. It's been on the list for a while. I know this is making Keisha happy, and I'm so excited to talk about it. And we have a very special surprise, because we have the wonderful Megan Sherrod here to join us. She watched the movie with us. She's going to talk about the movie with us and then we're gonna do some improv with us come on up megan what's up i'm super excited ah! <laughs> you were you were uh particularly excited i love that uh the second i said that i had never seen it you got like super like oh this is it this is the moment i've been waiting for finally you get to show somebody new i believe when you said you hadn't seen it there were some leg kicks there was many a leg kicks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes, showing showing the skills, leg kicks on the Zoom screen, which is not easy to do, guys. That's tough to do. So uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Oh, my God, Hocus Pocus, a movie I don't know how I missed over the years, but it's not intentional. It was sort of like I got too old for it by the time it hit, and then I would only see bits and pieces of it on, like, TNT or something like that, uh, on, like, that Sunday movie special deal. So, uh, Megan, first and foremost, since you're the guest, tell me. Me, first impressions this movie I know you've seen it one million times but tell me last first impression last for you mean like my impression from this week yes uh, it's just as amazing as I always remember it to be that's my impression of it it's such a mess in so many ways <laughs> I love every moment of it except for one moment that I fast forward through every time which we can talk about we'll talk it. about we'll talk about I, I agree that's the perfect way to put it, I think it's a beautiful mess I love it. I fell in love with it instantly because it has all of the major ticks that I love. But Virginia, tell me your thoughts. As someone who absolutely hates horror movies, it was nice to have a movie that was Halloween-y, but mm. wasn't like scary or gross or, or things. I mean, I was like, I was a kid who was scared of everything. I'm still scared of the dark. So... <laughs> Um, so it was just, it's such a fun little romp. And I also agree, it's a mess. And, <laughs> but I love it because it's so silly. Uh, Daisha, your thoughts. I agree. The, the, that seems to be the thread. And I can't wait to talk about why it's a mess. But I want to get your first thoughts. Daisha, I know you love this movie too. I, my, the last time watching this, I didn't realize how many great costumes there were. Mm. So, like, so many great costumes. Just like the night. 
90 wear, 90s wear was on point. Just so, we're, so we're two for two on costumes because we watched Black Panther and you were checking out all those booties the whole time. Virginia uh, what, wait a minute. Virginia had the booties, okay? Virginia was checking out those booties. I was checking out everything else. <laughs> I have a one-track mind and it's booties. <laughs> little tight booties and little tight outfits. Anyway, but the costumes were gorgeous. The art was beautiful. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I read that, I, and, and let's get into it because that's sort of what I what I think we, we talk about when we say beautiful mess. It is so fun to look at. It is so campy and so cheesy, uh, but just every moment I love, I love everybody going at a hundred. We have, we have like the hundred me- a, a meter is at like a thousand because everybody is doing their thing. Megan, tell me who is your favorite character in this, in this uh, movie? I really love the dynamic between the three witches. I mean, Winifred is so high status and Mary is so low status. And I feel like their their triangle is the perfect example of how to handle three-person improv scene um, with regards to like two people sort of being the main engagement and the third person is can engage, but also isn't trying to like take up tons of space. They're just enjoying their thing. I love it so much. Well, first off, thank you so much, Megan, for that. But don't ever bring legitimacy to the critiques of these movies by actually talking about things that make sense. That's not what we do on this show. That's not the logic that we bring to the table. We just say that the, the everybody's got great booties and then we do improv. You can't <laughs> do the right thing on this show. Well, I mean, they're not, I mean, obviously there are lots of ways to handle three-person scenes if we're going to get into improv talk later, but yeah, I really love their like status dynamic, how it's just like such a tiered relationship and the way that they engage with each other feels so familial and uh, and lovely and horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't think about it that way, but I, it's absolutely true. The Bette Midler as uh, Winifred is the queen of high st- high status. I think in anything she's ever done, I don't know at any moment where she's actually not been high status. I'm trying to think now. Maybe no, nope, doesn't matter. She's always been high status. Like that's she came out the womb and like smacked the doctor. She's like, <laughs> it's my turn now. Um, uh, Virginia, what did you think of the witches? Give me your thoughts on Winifred. Well, and- it was funny on this watch. I really really liked um Kathy and Jimmy like for some reason like as a kid I think she's like like air quotes the ugly one I think is like kind yeah. of how she was played as when as a kid but this one I was like she's hilarious and like I definitely didn't realize that as a kid and also Thora Birch man she had a lot of little one-liners uh which one was Thora Birch oh she's the the, the sister the like kid sister oh Damn. my god yes yeah the one-liners yes. she like also, she's eight, and like the things she's throwing out there. They really played up uh, kids in the early '90s, right? Like they could, like uh, they were always just smarter than adults somehow. I don't know how, but they always were. Uh, and now they're even cooler and smarter. I hate it. Like now they're just way cooler than I am. I would ever be at that age. But yes, I I felt the same way. Keisha, what are your thoughts on the witches? Um, I have to agree with Virginia. I really like Kathy. Like that's my girl in anything that she's in. Yeah. Like I just loved her. I I just love any character that she plays I think it's just like her face like she just looks like she just brings joy in her face like in anything 
Yeah. I don't know if that's a yeah. I'm yeah. I'm since since so much Kathy love, I I know I told you guys, but last year in Austin at the Long Center, we <laughs> came and we watched Hocus Pocus, and she did a little talk beforehand about her role and her relationship with Bette Midler and her history and other things she's she's done. But one of the things she talked about when she was preparing for Mary is that she literally used a bloodhound as the inspiration for a lot of the mannerisms of this character and that wasn't in the script she just did it so you notice her like doing like <sighs> she does like dog faces and yeah, weird things with her neck and they're all her just pretending to be a dog <laughs> <laughs> that is great <laughs> I love her so much more <laughs> yeah yeah she kept doing like she kept sniffing around big time and like just every now and then just like <laughs> and uh I, yeah I think we're all in agreement can we all agree? Kathy and Jimmy stole the show uh, yeah. of this movie. Every moment that she's in is uh, comedy gold, and she's so good. And I and I think uh, like, like you were saying, Virginia, and I, I agree with you. I don't, I've never seen this movie before, but I think now at you know doing the improv classes, do, learning learning more about the sort of I guess math behind some of the comedy, like you could really see it in her behavior, and it really comes through. I think almost more than than the other two. Even though Bette Miller, oh my God, she's amazing. Uh, she, just going all in once I feel like once the teeth went in you know in the in the makeup room once those teeth went in she knew exactly who to be and what, what was going to come out of uh come out of that character but yeah Kathy loved it I was saying the same thing to Kate I was like I, I am, I'm in love with her I barely remember her from Sister Act 1 and 2 but I, I'm so sad what? yeah don't like I don't, don't I don't I remember Lauren Hill I remember uh Whoopi but I kind of just remembered her as being the little sidekick lady but not she's really like the ultimate Miss Soprano. Is that right? All right. Well, we're gonna watch that movie at some point anyway, so we shouldn't talk about it right now. But okay. Uh, I don't know why this is upsetting you guys. So much. Because <laughs> why are you saying that? Fun in that too. Every I, she is a beacon in anything she does. She's a beacon. I agree. I agree. I'm so sorry, guys. I will leave now and let y'all. You should talk be. And just let me know when you're <laughs> ready to do the narrative part. I'll come back. No, I, you're right. And I. That's what I'm saying. Like I love her now, and I'm sad that I didn't really embrace it. I guess back then because she is amazing. But let's get into this story a little bit. We've got in the first act, I think what I love about this movie, what I've said I love about so many movies is we know the stakes and we know the people instantly. We don't, there's no, there's no like preamble. There's no extra exposition that we don't need. This movie goes hard in the paint and it goes hard in the paint instantly. We know that these three fools are going to be wacky and wild and murderous and terrible. We know that there's going to be some spell that's going to come out of this later on and it's going to ruin everybody's day and we know that there's uh some good boy out there some good virginy boy out there that's gonna save the day uh instantly and that and i'm good with that because all of the bad guys need to be bad and all the good guys are super duper good instantly and i adore it megan what do you think about like kind of that because i know we talk about that in improv a bunch where we kind of just let's establish stakes let's establish protagonists let's establish uh characters quickly efficiently and then get into the fun stuff yeah i mean i think that that in this narrative in particular you know, there's that like brief prologue where we get the backstory of how Thackeray Binks becomes cat. Um, we see that these witches are willing to hurt children. Like mm -hmm. that, that is not a thing that they are joking about, that they will do it. They are prepared to do it and they're ready to do it again um, without regrets. So, I mean, that prologue is very critical to the setting of stakes. And then when we move right into that first act, it seems just like a series of, of awkward things that Max has to go through to become the most sympathetic of 
of characters, like through his humiliation at school yeah. and, and his humiliation in the cemetery with Ernie and Ice, through his humiliation when he gets home and his parents notice that he has shoes are stolen. And then when he's about to have some like personal pleasure time and then his sister apparently is hiding in the closet and has heard him like fantasize about this woman at school. It's just like humiliation after humiliation after humiliation so that by the time we actually start to see him engage in stuff, we feel really bad for him. Oh, and then we have another humiliation right at the start with the Halloween trick-or-treating when uh, his sister embarrasses in front of all the guys at school. It's just like pile on, pile on, pile on of things. Okay, first off, couldn't agree more, but I got super distracted when you said personal pleasure time. I completely <laughs> forgot that that's like what that was. Uh, yeah. You know, in my mind, it was just, it's, I'm so uh, like uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor time, like focus with this kid that I don't think like that that is a thing that they're referencing. But yeah, he was about to, you know, hands down the pants and do some stuff. And the sister is in the closet. Yeah. And yeah, he's a 15 year old kid. And he comes home and he's on the bed and he's like squeezing this pillow and he's like going for it, you know? I mean, yeah. and then his sister is like, woo, I'm Allison, kiss me. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that hurts my, my head a little bit to think about. <laughs> Virginia, what do you think about personal pleasure time? I thought you were going to ask me about the characters. <laughs> Never, ever again. We're only talking about uh, a little PPT from now on. That's it. <laughs> Good for everyone. Um... <laughs> different show. Um, the thing I was gonna say that it brought up has nothing to do with that, but one of the reasons that I love trash um, in terms of like movies is I love a good character, I love complex characters, but boy I got anti-hero like fatigue. Um, that's mm. all we get now, but yeah. sometimes you just want like a good guy and a bad guy. And so that's why I sometimes watch Hallmark movies and Lifetime um, and I watch some fluffy shit because I just want like, I don't want complicated <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we we talked about that a little bit in the last episode, the Black Panther episode, because uh, while we had Killmonger, who is very much the anti-hero, the guy that you can uh, align with, even though his methods aren't great, um, but there's something to him as a redeeming quality. There is that claw guy, the Ulysses claw guy, who is just, again, I always go back to it, the little mustache twirling bad guy who just says the horrible thing and just like pickles, you know, and there's something really fun in that. And this I think encapsulates that a hundred percent. I love it. Keisha, uh, what do you think first act, we're going back to the first act, this sort of what Megan was referring to as far as just lining everything up quick. We know who's good. We know who's bad. We know who we should feel sorry for or who we should like and all of those things. Um, Some points that Megan made and Virginia, Megan said that like this was supposed to be, um, what was it? I'm sorry. Well, I'll go back to what Virginia said. Virginia said like she liked, she appreciated this because it was a horror movie or wasn't it was supposed to be it's a halloweeny movie but it's not yeah. horror mm -hmm. um but oh and then megan mentioned how like the witches like they weren't child friend like they didn't care about hurting kids but like they're supposed to be really scary witches but like then you have this character danny who's like i'm not really afraid of you you guys are creepy ugly witches but she's like this badass little kid and like she just like and it's also funny because like they're in a different time like they don't know what's yeah. going on like I think that's what makes it also really funny and makes them like not as scary because they can't be as scary because they don't know what they're doing in the world that they're now in the so yeah funny. the the fish out of water stuff is so great to like add some humor and some levity to the whole deal uh I don't know who I'm, oh by the way I guess this was directed by a guy Virginia who was a Ken Ortega Kenny Ortega 
who also directed Newsies and High School Musical and was the choreographer for Dirty Dancing and oh. for one of Michael Jackson's tours, Come on, as man. well as Cher and Hannah Montana. Oh, so, so this guy gets it, right? Like this guy gets kid movies entirely and also, uh, I guess, choreography. Who knew? Like this guy is like amazing. Yeah, he started uh, as a dancer, choreographer. And you can kind of see that. I can, now that you say that, because uh, a lot of the witches' movements were very dramatic and very, uh, like even when they would cast spells, it was all choreographed so that, you know, they would all move together or their hands would move together and then they would kind of dip down or do do something to add to that. Yeah. They're what? A coven. Oh, they're a coven. Ooh, uh, tell me more about that. What What does a coven mean to you in the improv world? Ooh, they're an ensemble. In the improv world, I would say they're an ensemble. It's an ensemble piece. They're yeah, a they really are. Yeah, they're they're absolutely unit. Just like Virginia, Keisha, and I are. All offering different strengths and skills. All bringing different cards to the table to make a make a full deck. Megan, you're so kind. That is so kind. All of the things you just said sound so nice, and in reality, probably not true i'm just hanging on i'm hanging on for dear life while these two guys prop me up um let's talk about the person who i think is the most i guess interesting and i wanted to ask you uh meg all of you actually if you, if you identified with her a little bit because danny's pretty badass and i feel like you megan virginia you were maybe a little bit older than danny at the time that this movie came out no oh so you're about her age ish somewhere in that range 10 years old something like that i think thora birch and i are, are only a year apart she's like a year older than me okay. I'm younger oh so you're a little younger okay so i was just born yeah i know i know keisha's keisha's <laughs> super duper young so i know she was like uh just born so did you when you watched this movie did you sort of vibe with danny as a character uh like kind of this sassy young uh girl who kind of is outwits and is smarter than most of the other people in the room even though she's eight no they either one of yeah megan or virginia it doesn't matter um no because i was a shy kid who like still didn't really talk to other human like i probably like talked to my mom but like i was so shy and scared of everything and like didn't talk so like i would look at her and be like how how does she do it <laughs> I love the idea that you're just like, um, I just talked to my mom. <laughs> like that was that was my dude. I mean, uh, I had friends, but like I was like I was like painfully, painfully shy most. So of I'm I, that's fine. So I'm way off on this. My thought was that that like that was the, supposed to be the the surrogate for young girls uh, who who would be watching this movie, but I guess not. For me. I just wanted to be a witch. Okay, so who, which witch did you want to be? Winifred. You wanted to be the queen bee? Always. Really? Interesting. Okay, let's do it. Virginia, which witch would you, look, that's gonna be hard to say a bunch. Which witch would you be? Well, young me wanted to be Sarah Jessica Parker because I just wanted to be like pretty and have people like me. <laughs> What about now? It sounds like it's changed. Well, now I would want to be Winifred, of course. But I would also be Kathy and Jimmy. I have a, my nose is okay. I can smell. Okay. <laughs> Where are you going with my nose is okay? All right, Keisha, who, who, who you got? Um, 
Um, after Megan told us a story about her pretending to be a bloodhound, I think I would still go with Kathy because I used to bite kids or well, people I would bite when I was younger. What? Wait a minute. What? You would bite kids? Yeah, I would. You, you don't. So you can't say that and then just trail off as if <laughs> as if it doesn't deserve a follow up. What do you mean you would bite kids when like, you were younger? If you would make me mad or sometimes you didn't even have to make me mad if I just felt the urge I would bite you how old were you when you stopped biting people uh probably like 12 12 years old <laughs> that's a year. After, as I got older like I would just bite like my sister that's a year away like, from, like <laughs> you could you could go to juvie for that like you, you can't bite at 12 years mm. old how did you become homecoming queen I don't understand it when you like just like randomly biting kids in like middle school <laughs> i was only in the sixth grade when i was 12 okay i i hadn't even gotten to middle school uh-huh, i was still in elementary uh-huh. school let me ask you but a question. i had plenty of friends they just got yeah, bit <laughs> i was gonna ask you when did that urge trail off when did you finally stop or does it like every now and then when you're in the supermarket or something right and like there's somebody who's annoying like gets in your way are you just like i want to i want to just get a little piece i don't I don't know when it stopped. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just kind of disappeared. All right. I'm not well, proud of it, but <laughs> it's a part of my past. All right, Kathy Najimi. <laughs> I see it now. I could definitely see it. Oh my gosh. All right. Getting back to the movie. Oh, by the way, Megan, just so you know, one of the things we usually don't do in this podcast is talk about the movie. So uh just so you understand nine times out of ten it goes way off the rails and i do my darndest to get it back on uh let's talk a little bit about uh something that i think is a little bit weird that this movie did and megan pointed out pretty early on and we actually have a ticker for it uh which is the insatiable amount of virgin shaming that occurs in this film i have it that at least 12 times there was a moment in which the protagonist which what's his name da- uh no not Danny Matt Max, in which Max gets mocked by somebody or some witch or something for being a virgin, including uh, what turns out to be a guy dressed up as a cop. But a cop, a cop is just randomly virgin shaming this guy. So uh, Megan, tell me about this a little bit, because you brought this up and I was in shock throughout the whole movie. I mean, it is something that as a child, when I was watching it, I don't think I knew what it really what it meant. I mean, I think I... I knew what it was to be a virgin and not be a virgin, but I don't think I was processing how shaming they were, how shaming the the script is with regards to virginity. But the more, um, the more times I watched it and the older I've gotten, the more I've found it very unsettling and just, but also like very strange and funny, but also just really weird. It's just, I, I don't know. It's a very unusual feature of this script that I have never encountered in anything else. Yeah. Give me an example of like the most, if you can recall, what's the most, for me, it's the cop one where he's cop. like, yeah, he's like sitting there and he's like, he leans in hard. He's like, you're a virgin. You know, like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think there's also some that Danny does the little sister where she's like virgin lit the candle and, and it almost feels like, does she even know what it means? No. Or she does indignant, you know, she just knows that it's something her brother is. Um, I, you know, it's unclear to me, but both, of, I, I think the cop one is the most intense because he pulls him aside and Allison is there who it's clear at this point that is the love interest and there's some very uncomfortable tension between them. Um, so, you know, it's like awkward because they're kids. They're, they're 15. Kids. Come on. You guys, Virgin is in my name. And so I'm naming <laughs> this movie for the number of times I was called Virgin and Virginity Gabby. Oh, no. Virginity <laughs> Gabby. Not Virginity Gabby. Yeah. Wow. Virginity Gabby sounds like if you went to one of those like Christian camps uh, <laughs> and, and you're like, you know, uh, like, hey guys, you can call me Virginity Gabby for the week. Like that is so fucked. Or it's I mean, like, it's like where you go to talk about like your impure thoughts. <laughs> it's Gabby hour. I, I talked to Virginity Gabby, like in your journal, <laughs> you're like, dear Virginity Gabby. Uh, well, <laughs> that, yeah. So how did you feel with all the virgin shaming? Just watching <laughs> Yeah, I have to ask. I have to know. Oh, well, again, since it's in my name, I've heard the word virgin a lot uh, as like projected on me in yeah. this weird way, <laughs> which is weird. Did you um, like 30 years later, did you watch this now? Or I guess not 30 years, but however long uh, later you're watching this now and you're like, that's it fucked is up. 30 years. I turned 30 39. Years. You turn 30, when do you turn 39? I don't know how why I asked that, but I'm just Oh, saying. no, I turned 38. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I always forget how old I was like, I whoa, because I thought we were about the same. So, uh, so did you watch that, like, now and be like, those motherfuckers, it's okay to be a virgin? You know, I think when I, because I continued watching this through high school, and, like, even probably when I was a virgin, I was like, haha, it's so funny. Yeah, he's such a nerd, he's a virgin. And <laughs> even though I probably was as well, but it was this thing that, like, you were supposed to make fun of which I'm glad that young people have like moved past um mm. there's just no reason for it I think in in the 90s I wonder if this was like a recurring theme in 90s film and and as you guys watch more 90s movies you'll have to check back and let me t tell me tell me yeah. more because the only the only other film I can think of that also does this is Clueless and like there's a really powerful line in there um where the character a character says to share you're just a virgin who can't drive and it's like supposed to be like the biggest diss and burn um because yeah. her friends have had sex and she hasn't you're just a virgin who can't drive and wow. it's like cold it's like mentally cold. cold uh but yeah i don't know maybe it was a 90s thing i don't know i don't remember it well enough uh we were, I think we we're all virgins during the nineties, so we didn't we didn't really I mean I don't I mean I don't remember the films like of the nineties well enough to know if that was like a recurring theme. Sorry, I didn't mean to out anybody who was is or was, you know, like was not a virgin in the nineties. Um Keisha, tell me, when did you see this first? Because you're a little bit younger than us. So I feel like the times would have changed when you first started watching this a little bit. Like, oh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, I was saying that's a really good question. I don't remember the first time I saw this. I know I saw, I think it was like at a slumber party or something. Yo, no surprise. Because all of the movies we've watched... <laughs> 
You're like, yeah, I saw it at a slumber party. Bring it on. I watched that 37 times at a slumber party. Uh, and was there any virgin shaming? Um, I don't think, I definitely didn't care about any of that. And I don't think it, I really caught on to that being a thing when I watched it. Uh, Megan, just so you know, <clears throat> full disclosure, Keisha's the coolest person in the universe. <laughs> there is nothing, she is unflappable. And she has been so since she stopped biting kids at 12 years old. <laughs> Keisha's either biting someone or un <laughs> or completely chill, cool as cool as a cucumber. Or, that is nuts, actually, to think about. Like, if you went from zero to biting, like, there's no in between. Right. I should have never told you. Back on track. This is a podcast <laughs> about a movie. Uh, the next thing I wanted to ask y'all about, because this is this was interesting to me. We've seen a myriad of musicals, and some other things have actually become musicals through our investigation. So I have a question for y'all. Is this movie a musical? No. Why not? Megan? Um, for me, musicals, there's a difference between scenes that, or movies where music is occurring. Like, mm. for instance, in the town hall party, that that is a band that is playing there. You know, like that is, everyone is experiencing it's part of the world versus um, versus in musicals like um, in, in other types of musicals where the, the music is indicative of an emotional state of one character that they're experiencing um, uh, something that's heightened and being expressed through through song that potentially the people around them are not privy to. Um, and for me, that makes this a movie with music, not a musical. So I got two things for that and I, I, I love it. First thing I said was, remember, we don't actually bring logic or sense to this podcast. And yet again, you've done that. And it's really ruining the only thing we got going for our, our show, which is complete Ill illegitimacy to the show. Secondly, I completely agree with you. That is a great explanation of why this is not a musical. And as a little added one, I have a, a random question. We did Rocky Four last season. I don't know if you've seen Rocky Four. Have you seen it before? Oh, okay. Because that, by your definition, and I think it's true, that's a musical. And I, I, I challenge everybody out there to go rewatch Rocky Four as a musical and you will be dumbfounded by how much it fits in with like Aladdin or any other you know like thing that you're thinking of that's like a Disney musical Rocky Four hits it that's there's yeah it's interesting because he's like i am so sad i'm running on the beach and punching yeah and then there's just like rock anyway. music that turns on <laughs> Oh, so let's talk about it. The town hall scene. Well, 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 this is probably one of my favorite parts because this is when it goes, we're going in. Like they're saying, we're going all in. I don't, this is official Disney movie, Magic Town. Tell me about the town hall scene. Megan, your thoughts. What are you feeling when you see that the first time? What are you feeling right now when you're watching it with us? I have so many feelings about that scene. I... <laughs> I love the music. I love the dancing. I love the songs. I hate the problematic costumes that are overwhelming in that scene. Um, mm. Every time I watch it, I feel like I find a new one. Uh, and What was it this time? Um, there is an elderly woman at the very end of the of the rock scene or of the spell casting song. And she is dressed up in some sort of, she's a very elderly white woman and she's dressed up in some sort of um, Asian, uh, uh, like extremely beautiful, like- Like geisha style thing? Yeah, almost, I, I don't know enough about geisha culture to know if it is a geisha costume, but that's the vibe that I get. And I'm yeah. like, 
why is this happening? Every, like, I feel like every time I find a new one and it's so uncomfortable. As a caveat, I want to always say like pre-2015, like I said earlier, everything is problematic. There is nothing that's not problematic. Uh, That's so true. Keisha, what did you think town hall scene? Oh, you're muted again. Muted. Oh, okay. Um... You know, I never noticed it until Wednesday. And I was like, this wait, is wait, much- wait, wait, wait. You never noticed the entire town hall scene? No. Like, I just, what? it didn't, do- like, when I was younger and watching it, it never dawned on me. Like, I was just like, just want you white people being white. Like, but. <laughs> But this time I was like, wow, you wanted to be a colonist for Halloween. Like, this is not. Uh, yeah. This okay, is not okay. it. So, so I feel like we're we're on di- we're talking about different parties here. You're talking about you're talking about the party, uh, Allison's parents' party, or oh, okay. That's what I was thinking y'all were talking about. Oh no, no. Okay, so to 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 clear it up a little bit, thank you, Megan. To clear it up, there is an earlier scene in the movie in which uh Max goes to find the the future love interest we don't know her name let's just assume it's sexy teenage girl who's really 32 what 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 allison allison Allison. so we he goes to see allison danny's in tow danny calls them jubilee booblies or something what does he call them (laughs) oh um yabos yabos Yabos. Yeah, so the, this poor boy gets his, you know, again, gets embarrassed and gets made fun of for calling his, uh, like, love, the, this beautiful girl's uh, body, uh, uh, Yabos. She's got a nice pair of Yabos or whatever it is. It's just horrible. And I would be so ter- mortified if my younger sister did that. But that's a different scene. And that scene is wild. Like, that is some, you know, like, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, like, craziness that's going on in there that I'm still not quite clear on why they're having this you know colonial who know i don't even want to talk about it the town because that one that was weird <laughs> and i did sort of black okay so that's what i never noticed before until wednesday but i'm what i'm now i'm lost so the town hall uh part is when they all come together and the kids are like there's go there's witches and everything's you know they're trying to do witchy stuff and they're going to get the mom and dad and they're at a town hall costume party with a rock band on the stage and he comes in max comes in and takes the mic and tries to like prove everybody and then bet midler goes all in and says if i'm gonna be in a movie i need a musical (laughs) number that is mine and she did it and she killed it i loved it megan you look like you have something to say yeah i feel like that was one of those things where it was like listen if sarah gets a song (laughs) and i get a song with a band yeah with a full band and kathy and sarah are my backup singers y'all two can fuck right off for the next three and a half minutes it's midler time and i bet she does say that I bet you that's her like thing when she's like on like in the backstage behind the curtain. She's like, it's Midler time, people. Let's go. Midler time. Uh yeah, totally, totally. I can't believe you didn't recognize that, Keisha. Maybe this is wh- I don't know. <laughs> this is why we have you in the game. <laughs> wow. Always bringing the good. Uh- <sighs> mention that the mom dresses up as Madonna with um with what are those called where when you have to pour something into a glass and you like pour and it's got like pointy bit I'm really good at talking I should have a podcast
So you're talking about funnel. She has funnels on her boobs. She has the funnel outfit on her yabos. God. And the dad is a nightmare. Well, I don't even want to talk about the dad either because I have daddy issues already. And this dad is the worst dad ever. The kid comes home with no shoes on and he's probably like, he's like, it's probably one of those rebellion things that kids do. Kids don't come from school, take their shoes off because they're mad that they moved to Boston or Salem. Like that doesn't happen. Go ahead, Megan. You look like you have something to say. No, and there was another moment that I remember you being very reactionary to when uh, Allison and Max show up at the town hall party and the dad says, ah, a young blood donor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dude, she's like a 10th grader. Back all the way off, dad. Also, Son is trying to pursue her. Nothing's right about that. That's some American beauty stuff, which turns out Danny's in, which is a, a accidental connection there. But no, that's too, super duper creepy. That's the dad was a super creep. I didn't like the dad at all. Clearly a, a cokehead from Hollywood already. So we already know this guy's not a good guy. Uh, thanks to the posting credit, we know that. Uh, so no reaction to the town hall. I'm actually super duper surprised. I know Megan, you gave me one, but Virginia, what are your thoughts on the town hall really quick as we move into act three? I mean, the song. Song. The song is what makes the movie for me. I, you know, if it didn't have the song, I'd be like, yeah, it's a good witch movie. But with the song, it's a great witch movie. I actually downloaded this song. Do y'all remember what's it called? Kazam? Oh, yeah. Shazam? Shazam? No, no, Shazam no. is the one that like tells you what it is. Uh, Kazam is with you're talking about with Shaq? Like no, uh, the, what what was that that Kazaa Kaza? downloading thing? Yeah. Oh the, yeah. Like LimeWire. I downloaded that song as a child and I listened to that song a thousand times. I know all of the parts of it, not just the, just the front part, but like the backups and like, I love that song. It's just so good. Despite how difficult that scene is. I love that song. That song is amazing. No, it's really good. Also, full disclaimer, uh, this podcast is not sanctioned uh, pirating music in any way, shape or form. And that is Megan from 1998 who has done that. So we do not condone that or sanction that in whatever room. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, you just like uh, admitted to pirating. It's all good. No big deal. I did it too. Napster was my, my homie. Napster, that's what I was trying to say. Napster was my G. Uh, definitely got, you know, all, all five kilobytes of my download speed, which took 12 or 14 hours to download one song. Or maybe you'd get like the Blink-182 album, but it would be missing like four songs from the album. And then you'd trace down like trying to find the other four songs. Uh, the good old days. Um, yeah, no, that song's amazing. Hands down. I Put a Spell on You is sexy. It's fun. I love it. I would definitely see myself rock into that had I known that existed uh, when it came out. Um, so It's not too late, Michael. And it's Oh, no, late. I'm going to download it too from uh, Kazaa, <laughs> from Napster. Napster, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're coming to the home stretch. There's two people we didn't bring up, and I wanted to talk about really quick because I absolutely love them. We have Doug Jones, who's playing Billy Butcherson, uh, who is this great zombie character, and I really loved the zombie character just because he was kind of had like dance moves. He felt like he was like out of Thriller, like he wasn't um, he wasn't zombie moving. He was kind of like like popping and locking, which I really <laughs> dug as far as the zombie goes. Keisha, did you did you see that too, or is it just me? He had a little bit of rhythm to him you know i'll admit he had a little you know like a little like a little like neck move (laughs) 
go through and be like, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> got it. Virginia's got it. Uh, and then the kitty cat. What? Tell me about this kitty cat. I kind of blanked Thanks. on him. What? What do you mean Thanks. you blanked yeah, on him? Think, I kind of, I didn't really think about him other than he was just a talking cat, probably because of Sabrina. Binks was cool. Like, Binks was one of my favorite characters. Danny and Binks. I just like a talking cat. Can't talking go wrong cats with are a cool. talking cat. And then he had, like, his backstory. He was a brave, he was a brave guy. He tried to save his sister and he became a cat. And then he didn't, he wasn't a cat at the end. Mm. And then, uh, well, I mean, it sounds like we just talked about the whole movie, Keisha. You nailed it. <laughs> He, he saved his sister and didn't want to be a cat anymore. <laughs> and he did that. He did that. He ended up feeling that. Virginia, what are your thoughts on Thackeray? Thackeray? Is it Thackeray? Oh, boy. Uh, my thoughts are that a young Virginia found Thackeray, Thackeray very uh, cute. Okay. I didn't think boys were hot. I thought they were cute back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm officially young, labeling this. Virginia was like, well, he's so cute. I'm officially labeling this season as the thirsty season of our podcast because everybody is super thirsty throughout. We were thirsty last episode. This poor boy is just trying to save his daughter. That's all you're checking. You're checking out his his, his butt. sister. Oh, I'm sorry, his sister. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Megan, what did you think of Thackeray Binks? Because I, I think I have an idea. Thackeray Binks is dreamy. What makes Thackeray? I'm, I'm jealous of Thackeray Binks right now, by the way. What Max makes him so? Okay, so where Max is constantly being humiliated and like, like failing, Thackeray is capable. He <laughs> He has all the good ideas. He's like the mentor. He like guides everybody through this like experience. And and that's why, because for, for our listeners here, Michael on Wednesday was like, why Thackeray over Max? Like Thackeray is literally a cat. And it's like, yeah, but Thackeray like knows things. He's smart. He like gets things done. He like leads the group. And Max is just getting embarrassed the entire time. And it's just like, you can't, you can't have crushes on people that you feel embarrassed for 100% of the time. And Max is a virgin who can't <laughs> drive. Thanks for playing that. Oh, there it is. Number 13, the lucky number 13 on the shame scale for poor old Max. Uh, first off, fellas out there, if you want to get into a young girl's heart, be capable. That is a lesson. Be capable out there, and probably an older woman's heart. Be friggin' capable. Uh, I can't. I can't uh, accept a better answer for why Thackeray Pinks is so hot uh, or cute. Sorry, cute. Um, all right, let's get to the end of this because I think we got to do some improv. So we are now officially at the third act. We have the wacky turn where all the kids get zombified. We've got uh, this eyeball book, which we barely talked about, but super creepy. Definitely necromancer type vibes going on there if anybody's ever seen uh i'm sorry ne the necronomicon which is a book from the evil dead doesn't matter that's a that's a that's a different horror movie but super weird and super creepy uh what did we think about this last act any anything come to you come to mind anything fun happening at the end obviously the salt thing was super weird really pissed me off that the that little girl got out of that that uh grave didn't feel right also probably don't put uh a small eight-year-old girl inside of an open grave and mm. only having salt as its protection and they didn't bring enough salt i mean yes right the dude that got a little thing of salt ford explorer go stop at the market it was an eddie bauer edition <laughs> ford explorer <laughs> <laughs> 
who who are you and what do you what does that even mean you don't you didn't know dude i never, people I never were like super into the eddie bauer edition cars back then it was like the the high you know it was like the top trim level you could get uh and you could see it on the seat so it's like the tan leather seats and it says eddie bauer you, which is weird because it's an outdoor clothing store did you want an eddie bauer edition ford explorer virginia i did want a ford explorer but i got a jeep grand cherokee <laughs> Weirdly, we've talked about your first car a whole bunch on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> Somehow we keep turning back to the Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's like Ford me Explorers, though, they were like the car of the 90s. I feel like it was like everyone was like Ford yeah. Explorers. Yes. The the boxy uh, uh, SUV was definitely the car. I liked it. I, I don't know why I brought it up other than that it was used as sort of the final um, sort of fish out of water moment for the witches because they they put red cloth on the light on the headlights and all of a sudden it's sunrise uh and so I, I did like that but any other last parts we're going to talk about the end go ahead megan i i just have to say that for me third act contains the the tilt where they um come to that to the children's home and take the book and danny kidnap her again the moment when um winifred is slitting the screen of the window to me is the only true like horror moment of this film and I remember being terrified every time that happened because there was something just so very sinister and unsettling about it because you knew Danny was asleep you knew that the teenagers were downstairs mm -hmm. uh it it just had a very unsettling and impactful feeling on me <laughs> For me as a child it's funny because for me as an adult watching this for the first time and as a new homeowner i had a completely uh similar reaction but for a very different reason and that's because i know how expensive the repair of a screen like that would be because you can't just like tape that together you got to go to home depot you got to buy a new thing gotta make sure it fits right and if it doesn't fit right you gotta go back to home depot and then do it all over again and then they explode the whole roof i mean oh god i mean might as well sell the house i mean they just bought that house they've been they there there they just got there and now they just get rid of it i mean just claim it up to insurance also weird thing about the uh the the house megan you pointed out i noticed we, we both noticed there is a painting of the house hung up like nothing else is done around the house like everything's still in boxes everything's still disheveled from their move but the one thing that is definitely up in plain sight is a painting of the house that they just bought yes it is very unusual why anyone would have a, a landscape of their own home and then hang it in that home is very, very strange to me, but it is a very funny moment. The <laughs> especially the first time I noticed it, which was way after, you know, like not, Childhood Megan didn't notice it, but adult Megan noticed and was, and was like, how did I miss this? Why would that happen? A very long time. And it's so weird because they're unpacking and it's like, that was the only thing they unpacked. They had to that get that in the up. salt. They had to make sure that that was on the wall because the house is not ready until the house's painting is up. Like that is a known fact. Uh, all right, so we're at the end. Let's talk about the end of this movie. I loved it. I thought it was interesting. One thing I didn't love, I love the the uh, witch's brooms uh, as they had to kind of uh, uh, 20th century eyes them where they had mops and vacuums. I did absolutely adore that. I was a little bit, as an adult, I was a little bit put off with how slow these witches were moving on the on these brooms. It felt maybe now, in, in, uh, uh, when you're 
kid, it's probably like, wow, this is crazy and terrifying. But now I'm like, uh, I feel like you could kind of a little, a little, if you put like a little extra hop in the step, you know, like kind of just like, oh, you know, little, little switching of the legs, you get away from these witches. Maybe because they were 16th century brooms. So they didn't have the, the 21st century fuel. <laughs> to get <laughs> to move I fast. I don't know why you said that so adorably, but it was such a sweet thing. <laughs> you could have said anything and it would I would have laughed at it because it was so sweet. Maybe, maybe because you know <laughs> The way that you travel these days that's just how it goes uh i don't i don't know uh megan you look like you're about to say something now no i mean i i just i do think you know it was 1993 and i think there was probably an element of like this is what we can do right now and do effectively and make it look good mm. and in the choreography you know like obviously if it were made you know even 10 years later it would have been a very different experience because you know within 10 years lord of the rings was coming out and like what a different technological experience Lord of the Rings was compared to Hocus Pocus you know so I don't know maybe maybe it was the technology but also maybe it was whatever it's for kids I don't yeah the other thing is I did notice it's very much a sound stage um it's like when you're watching you're like they are just so blatantly on a sound stage you never see that anymore in that yeah. kind of it's a little bit smaller and it was definitely like they were hanging in harnesses with like vacuums and brooms from the rafters <laughs> All right. So they save everybody. Everybody's happy. The sun comes up. We know the end of this story. I, I, I There is almost like two denouements in this movie, right? Like, so the end part with uh, sexy Thackeray, thirsty Thackeray, uh, thirsty Thackeray, walking off with Emily into the distance. Uh, but then there's a, there's a post-credit scene here. First of its kind, I think. Oh, there's two. What's the second one, Megan? The first one is Ice and Ernie still hanging in there. Oh, yeah. Pages <laughs> singing "Row, row, row your boat" together, and, and then, then the town hall party where the parents come out and they the spell has ended now that the witches have died and they've um, danced all evening. Yeah, do you think that they added that as a sort of like nod to adults who who totally get what it feels like to to have kids and maybe you know have a couple of drinks and get a little a uh, little toasty in Hollywood? Is this like a nineties? Uh, I I so I I read it like they were definitely coked up and they had just come down from from their little from their little night if you if you know what I'm saying. Maybe you it's know? just innocent me has always just been like yeah the spell ended and we needed to like wrap up that 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 part of the story we needed to close that off i don't know virginia's michael they were not doing coke in a disney movie all right they weren't doing lines off the lady in the geisha outfit <laughs> oh okay so i'm i'm wrong because i think that there was a little bit of extra blow happening around around uh, this time <laughs> But it's totally cool that there's like an old white woman dresses an Asian old Asian woman or whatever it is and and Madonna boobs or uh, I'm sorry uh, Yabos. Uh, what was it? Yabos. Yabos. All right, that's on the I'm wrong. I get it. I get it. That's fine. It's, I I just thought that you know that was the the true meaning of hocus pocus. That was the last. <laughs> That was the last spritz. All right, fine. Well, that's it. Anybody else before we get into the improv? Some thoughts? Megan, any last thoughts on Hokey Pokey? Uh, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Go, go do it. Watch it. Laugh, laugh your tush off. It's more fun with friends, though. And you could. it makes a great drinking game. Count the virgin shames with a drink. 
Yes. Yeah, we should have done that. Keisha, uh, what are your last thoughts? Hocus Pocus. Are you ranking or just last thoughts? Last thoughts. We're about to do ranking. Um, My last, I really was happy to see this again. Um, It's been quite a while since I've seen it last. And so it was a nice, refreshing Halloween treat. V, what you got? Last impressions. Anything we missed? Um, No, I think it all has been said. I can leave this podcast and never return. I agree. I think you should. I think the same thing. So now it's time for (laughs) rankings. Keisha, give me a beat. Oh, there it is. The black cat. I love it. Uh, Okay. So Keisha, what do you give Hocus Pocus? Rank it up. I give this five happy spells and three witches brooms. Out of? Out of mm, three witches brooms. Quality, quality. Virginia, what do you give this movie? Um, I give this movie four vacuum cleaners and one Thackeray. Oh, hello. One Thackeray. That's a, that's a good, that's a good ranking. Uh, Megan, what do you give Hocus Pocus, your favorite movie of all time? Mm, I give this movie, uh, five, uh, five Eddie Bauer escapes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Five Eddie Power edition Ford Explorers. That is big time. You know how much that is? Uh, uh, I give this movie uh, 10 PPTs out of 10. Oh, no. We need the extra personal pleasure time for this movie because it is wonderful. It is absolutely amazing. One of my favorite movies that I've watched with y'all. I think this is, it's got it all when we talk about the things we love. It's got the really big characters, really big bad guys, really fun. Doesn't um, doesn't dawdle, which I like. We've watched a couple of movies where there's some uh, uh, Space Jam, you know, uh, where it just feels like this is stupid and please get me to the next thing that's not so stupid. Uh, and I never really felt that in this. I absolutely loved it. All right. When we come back, we're going to do some narrative improv based around this wacky movie, but more importantly, based around everything that Megan talked about because she knows what the F she's talking about when it comes to this film and to improvising. We don't. So Megan, you're in charge. No! <laughs> All right. When we come back some PPT, we'll be right back. And we cut to the Hollydale Museum. It's dusk. Museum of Hollydale is just getting ready to close. There are very few items in the museum. It's a very locally sourced museum. Every artifact in it is 100% local. And it focuses on local history. Inside is only one floor and one basement. The basement is covered in um, items that have been covered with sheets. They're very well contained and managed. And then the top floor has a wide display of local heritage dating back to the mid 1700s. Dad, Dad, hurry up or he won't see the rest of the museum. Dad, walk faster. Honey, I can't walk any faster. Well, I know you got a bad hit, but we have to get to the witches. Listen, Chloe, no, I really worry about you spending so much time in the witch section of the Hollydale Museum. But I really like 
worst. It makes it real. You know, Chloe, when I was your age, I used to come here to the Hollydale Museum and see the witch section too. And you know what my dad used to say to me? What? He said, son, remember, while everything in here may be very interesting, nothing's as interesting as the real thing in real life. So we should find real witches? You know, Chloe, I don't want to say I said that, but you did say that. So that's what we're going to do for Halloween? You know, I only get you every other weekend and Wednesday nights, so whatever you want, honey. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get witches. I'm so excited, Dad. And um, it's okay if you walk slow. I know that your hip hurts. You could wear one roller skate and we could get to the witches faster. Whatever you say, Chloe, you're nine. You know what you're doing. Thanks, Dad. Oh, welcome to, uh, welcome to the witches exhibit. Uh, it's nice to have you here. Uh, my name's Harold. And I'm uh, excited to show you all of the history of Hollydale's three evil witches, famous for their scary and spooky demeanor. <laughs> Who do we have here, little girl? Hey. Hi, I'm Chloe. I really like your museum. I really like witches. My dad has a bad hip, but he said we're going to find some witches. So that's really exciting. It's a lot of information for a little girl. You're pretty, you're pretty quick. That's impressive. How are you doing, sir? Um, I'm doing fine. My name's Dan. Glad to be here. Well, Dan and Chloe, I want to show you something here. I've, we've got uh, this fine display back here. Don't touch it. Don't touch it because it's still got a little bit of spooky magic in it. But uh, it is Halloween, right? Uh, <laughs> always fun times. Uh, and also, we've got the history of the three witches. We've got here uh, Sandy, we've got Mandy, and we've got Winifred, the three powerful witches. Ah, now Sandy and Mandy, they were twin sisters and they had such a little bit of spunk to them, but old Winifred, that old, 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 old witch, she was about 30 or 40 years older than Sandy and Mandy and loved to wear geisha outfits for reasons unknown. Well, uh, Chloe, I'm just gonna step into the men's room. Uh, don't touch any of the artifacts, okay? Just like the man told you, really don't touch anything. I'm understand? actually gonna go too, I'm on my break, so I'm just gonna head on out. I'm gonna follow you to the restroom too. Okay, we'll be right back, Chloe. We'll be back. Oh, it's weird that you're going together, but okay, I'll just, um, I'm just gonna read this thing about Winifred. Winifred was... <laughs> um, Oh my gosh, Winifred? Hmm. You're such a lovely child. I, wait, why are you why are you talking to me? Oh, are you afraid? Don't be afraid. I'm I'm super not afraid. My dad taught me that I don't need to be afraid of locally sourced museum items. We realize that Chloe is talking, in fact, to a a uh, very polished cauldron. Well, your father sounds like a very wise man. Oh, he is. He's super smart. And um, he gets me ice cream on Wednesdays, which is why I like spending Wednesdays with him. Um, so are you inside of that bucket or um, are you the bucket? <laughs> your questions amuse me. You know what? You should, you see that spoon over there? Rather large spoon. Yeah. What you should do is take it and put it inside and give it a nice little stir. Uh, but Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. 
Don't listen to the calling. Do it. Do it. I'm. Don't do it! Don't do it! I'm 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 a sexy kitty cat. My name my name is Thaddeus. Don't do it! Very cute. I might listen to you, but what does the other one have to say about this? I'm a turtle, and my name is Nigel, and I think you should do it. Nigel, not again! We've got to save this girl. Not Thaddeus. You're no fun. I may not be fun, but I'm extremely capable. Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of whack it with my museum map and little, hope that it gets inside the black bucket. Little girl, we need to get out of here now. We only have so much time. We have to run. But don't Dad's be scared, child. Just, just give it a little swirl. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna throw this. Typhoon, get out of here! We must escape immediately! The cauldron lights up and smoke starts exploding out of it. It smells of sulfur and mint. <laughs> oh no, oh no, I didn't, I didn't. Oh, this is gonna be bad. There, this is gonna be bad. I, I'm going, I'm gonna go hide in the ladies' room. <laughs> As she walks towards the ladies' room, Winifred bursts out of it. Hello, dears! Oh. Going somewhere? Winifred, I think we've been released. Um, Sandy, Winifred, I'm so excited. I'm alive. Uh, finally get out of there. Time to have a good time. Do I smell children's? Mm, I think so. And she's looking mighty ripe. Oh, let's tie her up and let me play with her. Pretty problematic statement you said there, but let's go for it. Yeah, um, I'm like totally not a kid. I'm like 72. I'm very what? perplexed, Winifred and Sandy. Are we going to eat this kid or what? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> You smell pretty young. Uh, it's my, it's like my perfume. Perfume? Hmm. What the heck is a perfume? Sounds like a... She friend. looks young. She's got rosy cheeks and no wrinkles. <laughs> it's, it's Botox. Like it's, I'm definitely not eight years old. I'm definitely 72. I had Botox and perfume. Botox? I knew a guy named Botox. That guy was a party animal. That's all I'm going to say. How about you give us a turnaround? Stop oh. being problematic, Winifred. <laughs> like a rotisserie chicken? Hmm. Mm. Did somebody say chicken? Oh, yeah, there's a really good chicken joint just uh, down the road. That's a really great place to go. Definitely where a children also hang out. We cut to we cut to uh, the fried chicken spot down the road. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like I need to get out of here at some point. Just sick of this place. Just smell like grease and spicy, delicious fried chicken sandwiches. Hello. What's going on here? Hmm. It smells mighty fine in here. Um, what can you offer me and my sisters? Yes, uh, very hungry. Yeah, we got a. Well, you you especially seem kind of kind of hungry. Not gonna lie. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, got super distracted there. Uh, we've got uh, uh, eight piece. We've got a seven piece. Doesn't matter. What's your name? Mandy. Wow, Mandy. You uh, ever see what a freaking fryer looks like before? No, but I want to. Awesome. This is the best day ever for me. Uh, man, I was about to quit this job, but I think I might stick around for a while. 
my sister and I, my sisters and I desire children. We heard there would be children here. Uh, we got chicken, not children. Sorry. It's sort of the sort of the thing. We can't really cook humans, but uh, we've got, I got uh, tater tots. Sounds tasty. <laughs> You're adorable. This is amazing. Halloween. Who would have guessed? We look over and we notice that Chloe has moved toward the, the play area and she's hiding inside one of the slides. Sandy is with her, as is Nigel the turtle, who was carried out of the locally Hollydale <laughs> Museum. Um, Sandy? Yes, little girl. Um, how long do you think we have to stay inside this slide? Oh, just long enough to get the right ingredients for the potion. What? What, uh, what you making? Oh, we always make a delicious potion for the children. Chicken, I mean chicken. The delicious rotisserie chicken. You make potion for chickens? It's sort of a marinade. Little delicious children marinade. As a 72-year-old with Botox who wears perfume, I would say that that is delicious and amazing, and um, my turtle friend would like to partake as well. Yes, I would. Yeah, no, I bet the turtle friend would. Get, get out of here, you no. nuisance. You little sugar daddy. Get on. I've got... We've got... Term Sandy. Well, I don't care about that. I'm here for potions and children. That's all I want. I just want you. Listen, little girl, little girl, come close, Sosa. We've got Winifred. We've got Mandy. All I need is you. And we will stay young forever. Nigel, you can go suck it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably problematic as well. But get on out of here, I Nigel. Winnie. <laughs> Did you call me, sister? Winnie, we need to find our brooms and whisk this child away to safety. Of course. Her brooms, brooms, uh, brooms. Sandy, <laughs> Mandy, whatever <laughs> your name is. Yeah? Where did we last put the brooms? I don't know, but I found some in the closet. You're at the chicken store, because oh. I was in the closet. I'm not going to oh, ask yeah. why you were in the closet, Mandy. You girls can take anything you want. Uh, I'm going to go take a nap. We were just having some PPT. <laughs> town, the sisters have uh, assembled a, a cauldron, a potion-making ceremony inside of a uh, forest near the edge of Hollydale. And they have gathered all of the ingredients and Chloe is there along with Nigel. Thackeray sits in top in the tops of one of a tree and the sisters are enjoying themselves. Mandy dancing idiotically in the background. Sandy assisting Winifred and Winifred rocking it and kicking ass as usual. <laughs> I love dancing here. Oh, 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 I feel like I'm gonna drop a beat. Hit me with the beat. Oh, the music is <laughs> something. It's getting a bit warm in here. You're Would telling you... me I'm inside of this, what'd you call it, a cauldron? Bucket? Why am I in here? You, you need to get out right away. You need to run. Zachary? Thaddeus. My name's Thaddeus. Thaddeus? 
Sorry, I'm very bad with names. That is the kitty cat, the kitty kitty cat. Get well, the second uh, girl, get the F out of that cauldron. Well, it's really big, Thackeray. No, Fat Thaddeus. I can't climb out. You can call me whatever you want, but get out of the cauldron. Can I step and dead pigeons, just like you told me to. Excellent, Mandy. Sandy, where are the goats? I, I don't have any goats. I was just bringing the beaks. I'm sorry. I, oh. oh, worthless. I, I'm, All I, right. I, I brought this cool drum set, though, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm I'm not used to this. Just being a witch, it's, it's so much work. Sisters, sisters. We are going to embark on something so lovely. We just need all of our things and we will look as good as gold. Winifred, will you remind me what we're doing and why we want it? We are going to roast this young child so we can live forever and ever. And we might have a little bit extra. Yay! I'm not feeling so good. I feel ill. Maybe that's why I didn't bring anything. I don't think I, I think we need to clip this child quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, oh, don't worry, child. It won't hurt a bit. It'll be over in a jiff. Well, I don't, you guys, I feel like there's probably other things you could do um, to be young. Like I said, Botox is an option. Um, Korean skincare is also really fantastic, as well as um, mud masks. Like we could go make some mud and put it on your faces. I love mud. I want to put it all over me. <laughs> See, oh. that's the enthusiasm I was looking for. Mandy, cal calm down, Mandy. <laughs> You're getting a little bit too frisky. Aren't we losing our chutzpah with all of the fact that we haven't had children in a while? Well, how about this? We can eat the girl and have mud. Thank you, Winifred. Thank you. Oh, mud it is. Hey, Sandy, down here in the cauldron. Yeah. Sandy. What? Come closer. I have a secret for you. <laughs> oh, my dear. Sandy. <laughs> Mandy, help me get the girl. There's a big tussle. Uh, and Chloe jumps out of the cauldron with Sandy's ear in her mouth. She makes a run for it into the woods with Thaddeus close behind. Stop, Chloe, run, 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 run for your life. My dad always said I was capable. I you was. Are. You're as capable as I am, but not as sexy for some reason. You're quite cute. Thank you. Run, run, run. We must Ooh. get back to the museum. We must find your father. Boy, I hope he was doing a number two because otherwise he's gonna wonder where I am. He's been in there a very long time. Drop okay. the deuce, but we must find him. Oh, quick, get to the museum. Okay. I just don't understand where she could have gone. I, I, you know, I just went to the bathroom with the with the employee, and and when I came back, it was just she wasn't here, and there was a smoke everywhere, and the smell of sulfur and mint. Don't worry, sir. We're doing all we can to find yeah, her. Yeah, we'll we'll find her. We'll find her. Listen, you yeah, you know, uh, just want to make sure. For the record, uh, she's a virgin. Yes. Yeah, she's nine. <laughs> okay, 100% virgin. Positive yeah. about that. Nine. You're not. Okay, good. That's good. That's good. That's how it's supposed to be. 
Uh, just make it 100. Are you a virgin? I'm her father. All right. Maybe I don't know what virgin means, but you're both good on the virgin thing. I'm not. I'm not a virgin. Okay. You're not a virgin. She's a virgin. Yeah, she's nine. She's nine. She's your daughter. You're I not a virgin. Fathered her. Okay, good. No, I just needed to be super thorough for the police report. Thank you, officer. Got it. All right. Let's get out of here. We got to go find some virgins. Hey, Johnson. Let's go find hey, some hey, I'm here. Let's go find some virgins. We'll be back. Hey, uh, we'll be right back. If you are a virgin, don't be one, probably. Don't do that. We're on the job. Ring, 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 Chloe's dad. <laughs> Hello? Chloe's father, what are you doing with my daughter? She was supposed to be home two hours ago. Listen, uh, Lydia, you know it's ice cream day and we're just enjoying ourselves. And, you know, we got some uh, triple decker banana splits and it's just taking some time. You're gonna fill her up with sugar and then you're gonna drop her off on the front stoop, all hyped up on sugar. She's gonna be whacked out of her mind. It's, it's sugar-free. You got, she loves going to your house because you give her sugar-free ice cream. I see, I see. Well, I saw more than once once or twice a week then you know it wouldn't be so exciting to come over you know if we had equal parenting rights you know i love her just as much as you love her i know i know just just get her home she needs to do her homework and you know just just don't Lydia. hype her up on sugar the last time you gave her pixie sticks uh, she was vomiting and you know she's not a she's hey she's a uh ma'am open up we got uh officer ice is here we got a couple questions for you oh uh, yeah I gotta go. pretty busy later lydia okay bye how are you doing ma'am officer Hi. ice officer johnson here uh how's it going Good. got a couple of questions we got uh, a, a missing person here and i believe uh her name is chloe is that your daughter what cut to Chloe making her way into the Hollydale Museum, Thackeray close behind, and little do we know, little does she know that above her, Winifred, Sandy, and Mandy are flying on really crappy sticks that they ripped off of trees um, in the woods, and they're coming, they're, they're making chase. Theodore, crawl through this open window with me. Come on. My name 100% is Thaddeus. I just, I, I have a, a big issue, a stickling, sticking point on that whole thing. Uh, but I get it. It's a tough one, Thaddeus. Uh, but yes, let's go. Enter, quickly. I'm, I'm only nine. That's like 12 letters long. Can I just call you Ted? I feel like Theodore's almost the same length of name as Thaddeus. That, no worries. That's fine. Let's get up in there. Yes. You can call me Thaddy if you want. Thaddy. Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, okay, I like that. That's good. Okay, Daddy. <sighs> I think we're going to be safe in here. So I think this is the worst place we can be, but this is where we have to take them down. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like, old-timey farm equipment here, and I feel like that would be helpful compared to being in the woods. Chloe, there you are. Oh, thank God. Where have you been and whose cat is this? Dad, this is my new cat. It talks. What's up? Oh my God. The witch is bursting. I found you. What's up? I just rode in on my mailbox that I found. Come along, child. We have a meal to attend to. No, no thank you. My father's here. What'd you say, Mandy? Oh, let's do it. 
Oh dear, Chloe, I, I fear we've made a mistake. We've made a drastic mistake. The only thing we can do is cast the proper spell for them. Catch them, make sure that they never leave this museum again. Oh no, I don't like that idea at all. Dad, this is Mandy. Mandy, this is my dad. Dad, I bit off Mandy's ear because I'm capable. Uh, hi Mandy, you seem really um, lovely. Thank you, I am, I am so glad to be here. Have you seen a closet? Uh, what? <laughs> Chloe notices uh, in the locally sourced items a uh, a special book that looks promising. Grab that gluten-free bread recipe book quickly. Okay, I've got it. Um, it says here that Winifred is lactose intolerant and gluten-free. Get the almond says... milk. You find the almond milk. No. I think we get her real milk, cat, and then her tummy will hurt. I don't know if we can find it, but let's do it. It also says that she really likes green beans. So I think that what we should do is we should get her a green bean casserole that's made with milk and cheese and has breadcrumbs. Genius. We'll make we'll make a mac and cheese that everybody would be impressed with and serve it to her. And then her lactose intolerance and her gluten freeness will be no more. <laughs> the reverse recipe. Genius. Never seen anything like this. Oh, they're coming close. Dad, we need to make a casserole. Uh, here at the museum, darling? Yeah, so- I was hoping you would say that because there's a lot of really wonderful local items here in the kitchen section and they are very interesting and I've wanted to use them for years. Also, I just happen to have my groceries here in my backpack. So I've got green beans, milk, and breadcrumbs just for you. Wow, you're ready. <laughs> Dad, you're so capable. You know, that's one thing that all people find very attractive. Fortunately, okay. fortunately, they look like they're about to start a song, so we have plenty of time to bake this casserole. Yes, uh, Winifred and Sandy burst into song, and Chloe and her father have a baking montage. I am the witch of all witches, and my sisters are too great. And we are making a spell to eat this child and live young, happy lives. Hurry, hurry, Chloe. We, they're almost done with their song, almost, but there's probably another verse. Oh, yeah, hurry. I think they just hit the bridge. I'm a witch, I'm a witch, and I'm having a great time. Eating this kid is gonna be sublime. Well, that was a, actually a pretty good rhyme there. Keep going, Chloe. Hurry! <laughs> It's almost done. I just need to, to bake it for two more minutes. I think they're on the outro. And I dance, I dance, dance and I dance. Spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. Dance break. Do, 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 do. Kick, Mandy, kick. Do, 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 do. Now that has got all the kicks going. Non-stop kicks with that one. Chloe, it's done. Well done, darling. You're so smart and capable. You're Thanks, capable Dad. Baker. I'm going to grow up to be very confident, I think. You make me so proud, honey. Reminds oh, me right. of my little sister and how capable she was. Oh, poor Cindy. Cindy Lou. Oh, I miss her so. You remind me so much of her. 
Cool. Um, so we're going to have a feast and go feed this to Winifred. Do you want to come? I'd love, to. I'd love to finally see those witches be taken down for what they've done to me and my family. We cut to the cafeteria of the museum. <laughs> There's about three tables that are um, picnic benches. <laughs> oh, this looks amazing. You brought us an appetizer. Yes. Minnie, look, it's your green beans. You love them. Green beans. Hmm, you must know me so well. Where is the fork? Well, I brought you this really big spoon. It's really big, so you have to take a really big bite. I'll just go ahead and dig in. One moment. May I ask what's in this? Green beans and almond milk and gluten-free breadcrumbs. All locally sourced, of course. From my dad's back. Oh, it's delicious. It's fantastic. It's, it, 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 it's tearing up my insides. Uh, Winifred's skin starts to glow with a light as it like shoots out of her face and all other parts of her body. And then suddenly, for no apparent reason, she explodes. We've done it, Tony. Your baking has murdered someone just like we thought it would. Oh, I'm so happy and proud of you. Andy, Thank you. what do we do? Do we eat the green beans and follow our dear sister? I think we should. I miss Winifred already. Nom, 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 nom. nom. Now, even though she exploded, let's eat this. Nom, 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 nom. And then both sisters in a <laughs> run into the closet and explode off camera inside of the closet for no reason. Man, security oh. guard guy, front desk lady, dad, cool cat. Thank you so much for, for not letting them eat me. Darling, I would never let anyone eat you, but I will let you eat a whole lot of ice cream. And I'm just a little adorable, very cute and capable kitty cat, but I think I want to stay with you and your very, very present daddy. Cool, you can live with us. And I have we have a lot of catnip in the garden, so yeah, it'll be really a good time. Oh, catnip. Okay. I like catnip. That sounds good. I was hoping maybe there would be an opportunity for you to turn me into a real boy again. Oh, but I, I think you're so cute as a cat. Okay. All right. I'll say as a, a, a very, very attractive cat that, uh, that, uh, that most people find extremely attractive. That's fine. I'm good with that. <sighs> Fine, I can turn you back. Um, I have some Twizzlers. I think if you eat the Twizzlers from my dad's backpack, um, they'll turn you into your like 16th century self. Dad. Oh, I haven't had a Twizzler since I found one in the sewers years ago. Oh. Yes, darling, here's the Twizzlers. It was really nice to meet you. These these are also gluten-free, yes? Uh, yeah, I think they're just sugar. Okay, good. <laughs> Oh, I'm a real boy again. Oh, a, 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 a completely capable boy. And I'm also black, which is probably unexpected for everybody based on my accent. Oh, I'm so happy. And there's your sister. Little Cindy Lou. Hey, baby, let's get on out of here. Let's go. We will fall into the distance. So Thaddeus and Cindy Lou disappeared into the, uh, the basement of Hollydale Museum. 
and lived happily ever after as far as we know. Is that everybody wrapped up? Are we all wrapped up? Did we did we close it out? No, uh, there we have a cut scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a cut scene. There is a quick cutaway back to the forest where uh, the book, uh, the cauldron, and Nigel the turtle have been abandoned. Uh, I can't. Uh, book? Cauldron? Uh, trying to sleep. Oh, well, can I, can I sleep in the safety of your cauldron, Ot? Make it fast. I don't do anything fast. <laughs> and the lights fade. Oh, we've done it! <laughs> we have improved, without a doubt, on Hocus Pocus the movie with our perfect rendition of Hokey Pokey. <laughs> Yep. What do you think? There was definitely some some things that stayed, you know. We kept we kept the the virgin shaming, we kept some of the very inappropriate and problematic lines that you will find in Hocus Pocus also occurred in this um yeah. which is in brand. On yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. I think that was on point. Uh there's I didn't know the amount of virgin shaming I wanted to do. I wanted to go <laughs> in the paint. I think we did. Uh, I'm sorry to those out there. Uh, please don't actually envision that there is a fake nine-year-old girl whose uh, virginity is being questioned. That is not real. Uh, oh my gosh. Keisha, sorry, Keisha got her Keisha got her solo. Um, we needed that Winifred solo and it was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if it was beautiful. It was something. <laughs> Keisha, you were great. <laughs> thank you thank you you're great <laughs> little miss winifred the the best hip-hop artist of art <laughs> God, well i can't say anything else other than thank you so much megan little miss megan shared the best witch of the three witches i think <laughs> definitely better than sandy oh boy <laughs> i did not know what voice i was gonna do throughout that entire witch moment. Uh, but I thank you so, so much, Megan. Uh, one of the best hideout teachers there are. She is such a great improviser. She's such a great friend. And I really, really thank her for spending the time and teaching us and helping us do this to the best of our little abilities. Uh, Virginia, last thoughts. Thank you, Megan. And um, I kind of want you as my pet turtle. <laughs> yeah. Keisha, <laughs> what do you think? What are your last thoughts? Um, also, thank you, Megan, for joining us. And I wish I had a broom to ride. Just like any broom? Oh, to ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh megan last thoughts well thanks for having me you guys i had so much fun thank you so much michael virginia acacia it was the best so yes thank you so much it's shown me something which i think is amazing which is we got a lot to do we got a lot to learn megan you are such a pro and i can see that in the way you're scene painting and the way you're creating characters and the way you're guiding us I can't thank you enough for giving us that sort of lesson. We absolutely loved it. I know I did, at least I can say that. Uh, I can't wait till next week. We are watching, what the heck are we watching? We're watching something Rocky super Horror. fun. Oh, we're watching Rocky Horror. That's right. Oh my gosh, another Halloween special. We're gonna watch Rocky Horror. We're gonna do some Rocky Horror. I don't know. I can't wait to see <laughs> on that one. That's gonna be something special. Uh, once again, thank you so much. Check us out on Instagram at Theater Greater Than Film. Check us out on Facebook at Theater Greater Than Film. It's all TGTF all the dang time. Please check us out. Please hang out with us. Until next week, uh, bye bye.
Tio, 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 tio,